And welcome to the Cinco de Mayo edition of Woo! the Relevant Podcast. <laughs> the audio companion. <laughs> We're having a fiesta. Uh, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the Relevant Editorial Crew, Editorial Director Kara Davis. Hello. Today is her birthday. Yay. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Every time that see we don't sing happy birthday to her, we just make that noise. Uh, managing editor Tyler Clark. Hola. <laughs> hey, Jesse Carey. Hello there. Happy Cinco de Mayo. All happy, right. Happy Kara's birthday to all. <laughs> and that's it. We don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. We throw fiestas on Kara's birthday. Coincidentally. She brought in coronas for the staff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we're postmodern. Oh, that's right. We have to drink That's beer. So we'll swear as, as we drink it. <laughs> it's like taking communion if you're postmodern, you have exactly. to drink beer. <laughs> it's usually Guinness, though, because yeah. that's super cool. Guinness in the little communion cups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this relevant podcast is going to be a little bit abbreviated because we're actually working on some cool stuff. We're um, lining up um, interviews for the next few weeks. We actually got a new little doohickey that lets us do phone interviews. I think that's a technical term. It was on American Inventor. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like hickory, ironically. Um, and uh, so we're lining up people like Rob Bell and others who will be future guests on the Relevant Lots Podcast. So this week's going to be a little bit shorter, full of Jesse's usual shenanigans, though. <laughs> and entertainment releases uh, coming out in theaters tonight is An American Haunting, starring Donald Sutherland and Sissy Space Sec. I heard you had a crush on Donald Sutherland. I might. I might have one. Something, something about his eyebrows? Like, you like his eyebrows? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Oh. See, then Jesse loves Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. But in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> like a brother. <laughs> um, also coming out is Hoot, starring Luke Wilson and Logan Lerman. Um, Looks like a hoot. It's a kid's movie. Yuck, wah, yuck, wah, yuck. Wah, wah. <laughs> Every time I, I see that preview, I... I think go developers. I think development's awesome. I think they should develop on beachfront property and and just and take you know just, just move the through, owls. Just mow through those endangered owls. Just move them. Move them to somewhere else that isn't such prime real estate. Maybe you should make like a movie counter to Hoot. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like screw these kids. I'm on the developer side. I know they're there, the good guys. There was a guy in college where um, he's actually a cop now, which is the ironic thing. But a guy I went to school with, there was a, they were building this parking lot over over this big prairie dog habitat, and so they had this big protest that all these people are protesting the parking lot because destroy the the prairie dogs what, home. Hold on, but we can't prairie dogs just dig tunnels to go around? Like if you put cement over their home, can they just move over and come poke their heads out? Theoretically, next to it? but it was a pretty big parking lot, from what I understand. They'd be tunneling for a while. So he can't. <laughs> I don't know that much about prairie dogs, but that's why I assume. 
But he came to the protest. <laughs> Could you look that up? <laughs> he came to the protest. They could only tunnel eight feet. <laughs> with a couple guys. Then they die. And he was, uh, he was protesting on the side of the parking lot. And his sign said, who let the dogs out? And <laughs> another one that said, like, up, up with parking lots, down with dogs. <laughs> and, like, they were marching around. And the lady, they got on the news because the lady actually started hitting them with her pro prairie dog sign. Hitting so, the dogs? No, no, hitting my friend. Isn't that an arcade game? Like a showbiz yeah. pizza where you hit the prairie dogs with your sign? Yeah. So they didn't appreciate the... See, we've year. been culturally conditioned to not appreciate the prairie dog. Or, or the parking lot, you know? <laughs> I mean, hey. It really yeah, is the lesser two evils. Yeah, exactly. Hey, everyone's got to park, you know? You know? <laughs> not everybody needs prairie dogs. All right. And last and definitely least, Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> is it really out now? It's coming out tonight. Yeah. Yep. I love how the teasers are playing up um, William Seymour yes. Hoffman's role. Instead yeah. Of he's Cruise. like, he's mm-hmm. the only one talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think it's funny. Because Tom Cruise is such a nut bar. <laughs> Nut bar, <laughs> like Fig Newton. He drives me nuts. All right, here's he, the question: Because he's a nut bar. Here's the question with Tom Cruise: Has he always been insane, or did he recently go insane? He's he quit taking his medication. Yeah. Oh. oh, he's he's brainwashed now. That's true. And he's just yeah, he's just crazy. I feel like you can't go to this level of crazy and not have started off at some level of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he was just kind of hiding it from us for a while. Yeah. See, in the new issue, uh, okay, two two issues ago in the magazine, we were talking about uh, creepy couples, mm-hmm. and we mentioned Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. So then this girl wrote in a twenty-year-old girl who's engaged to a thirty-seven-year-old man. She wrote in and said, "How dare you say they're creepy?" Da, 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 it's beautiful and all this kind of stuff. And our reply was, um, "Listen, if it's against the law to, uh, you know, think that Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes are creepy, then you know, lock us now. They're crazy. They're crazy for a lot of other yeah, reasons. Yeah, and it's not just the age. The age. That's yeah. what I was wanting to point yeah. out. It's, it's not like, the age. It's not just the age that makes Tom Cruise creepy. And I just want to put that on the record. It's that he is he is insane and and psych- psychotic. The that, age is what creepy. makes Tom Cruise no. creepy. The fact that Tom Cruise is creepy is what makes Tom Cruise creepy. <laughs> exactly. The fact that he's Tom Cruise <laughs> right. is really creepy. All right, uh, coming out. Business. Coming out um, in music on Tuesday, we have Granddaddy, just like the family uh, family cat. Family cat. Is that a typo? Yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's, that's right. Family. Okay. I don't know what it means either. Yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stadium Arcadium. They like rhyming. Apparently yeah. so. I, I, I'm kind of. I I wish they would just be done. <laughs> Go out on a high note. Yeah, exactly. It's a little too late for that. I'm interested to hear the album. <laughs> yeah, it's not know. ten years ago. <laughs> Snow Patrol, eyes open. Also, the longing. The album's called The Longing. It's on Indelible Records, and Gnarls Barkley, Saint Elsewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. Bringing it. Gnarls is also the featured video on Melvin TV. It's maybe crazy. Is maybe one of my favorite songs of the last couple of years. You've heard Ray Lamontagne's version of it, right? Yeah, the like acoustic yeah, one, which yeah. I think is just as good, actually. Mm-hmm. Which says to me that even though even this is kind of like experimental music and this and that, whatever, it's good songs. Because mm-hmm. if Ray Lamontagne can turn it into a completely different style and it's a good song, it's a good. I was song. reading an interview with Danger Mouse, and he said that uh, CeeLo, the vocals for that was one take. Wow. It was the first take He did the vocals for that song um, I, I wake up to that song in the morning I have a uh, radio alarm clock And I have it set on crazy 
I think Tom Cruise has his alarm clock set on crazy too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 insane. He's crazy. <laughs> so you get it? There's there, there's not much behind the joke. And that'll do it for entertainment releases. Up next, slices. listening to Arctic Monkeys, the song is The View from the Afternoon. And at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gnarls Barkley, Crazy, which is the featured video this week at Relevant TV. All the songs you will hear in this week's podcast are currently playing on Relevant TV. So go over there to check it out. Vote for the top 10. Leave snarky comments. It's, it's a good lineup this week. It's so. an excellent lineup this week. Imogen Heap, Iron and Wine, Slater Kinney. It's a lot of good, good stuff. stuff. Yep, and now with Slices, here's Kara Davis. You guys remember hearing about the Harvard student who plagiarized her book, How Opal Metha Got Kissed? Is that the 19-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have permanently pulled the book from sale, and her two-book deal has been canceled. I heard it was a six-figure deal, too. Yeah, and the company wouldn't comment on whether or not she would have to return that amount. Actually, I, I bet she does, because... I mean, in our author contracts, it talks about certain moral and certain expectations that are put on the author. And if the author is in breach of those things, it voids the contract and sure. all the money's owed. Well, she should, you are, know, are they to be returned. sure if they did or not. But uh, I contractually, almost, almost guarantee, almost guarantee <laughs> yeah. that contractually there's a clause in there. So she has to give it back. Also, uh, Tiger Woods's dad died. Yeah, I heard about that. He was 74. He had prostate cancer. But the cool thing is, is just like what a huge part of Tiger's life that his dad played. And, and his dad was always committed about being, about raising a good son rather than a good golfer. And um, Tiger said he was an amazing dad, coach, mentor, soldier, husband, and friend. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And I'm honored to continue his legacy of sharing and caring. And I just think with like Donald Miller's book about the fatherless generation and a lot of that talk going around, it, it's cool to see what an effect a, you know, a strong father figure can have in a guy's life. Well, here's one on kind of a different note. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so this isn't the speaking of segment? Yeah, this, this is a, speaking <laughs> of speaking fatherhood. Of. <laughs> yeah, not speaking of fatherhood. 666, the day is coming up um, very Ooh. soon. Yeah, very creepy. And police... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong day. <laughs> it's, it's a actually, month and a day later, though. Ooh. Ooh. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, six six six. The day is coming up, um, and as we know, that's the day of the mark of the beast. For anyone who's not familiar with the Book of Revelation, it's the day of the mark of the beast. Well, it's the day of the number. <laughs> I didn't know that was in Revelation. That June six two thousand six. You really have to read it. He's cracking. Yeah, I spent years on this code, guys. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. And, and you just say it in passing. Yeah, as you know in Revelation. So anyway. I think um, we should issue so when I opened release. up the seventh seal the other day. Uh, <laughs> I had a vision. Just kidding. That's blasphemous. Um, I, this is really I'm getting scared. off a rabbit trail here. But anyway, police departments it around the country. It is a prairie dog trail. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pave a parking lot over this prairie dog trail, okay? So police around That's the country. That's my new saying. <laughs> Anytime you go off track, I'm saying, listen, let's pave a parking lot over this prairie dog trail. <laughs> because you're so pro-development. Wow. I don't even know if I can carry on. Okay. Police around the country are 
really uh, on edge about this whole 666 thing coming up on June 6th. 2006. So they have <laughs> like, like it says in Revelation. <laughs> they they have they're they're gearing their police departments up for it. Um, a lot of them are kind of got feelers out just in case they hear of any suspicious activity. Are they putting on like the full armor of God. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> there's a detective in Colorado that they interviewed, and he said that he did not believe it would necessarily involve neo-Nazi white percent white supremacist types. Rather, it would be. Anarchists and anti-globalists who are tired of counterculture and relish the chance to stick their thumb in the eye of establishment. And what a great they're analogy! They're tired of <laughs> What? No, they're tied into. Oh, they're, oh, they're tired, tired of the counterculture. Of <laughs> so they're all like gonna buy suits and go, you know, work at big corporations. I'm tired it's gonna of being be a different. weird day. It's gonna be a weird so, day. I'm going to the Gap. <laughs> so everybody's gonna go to the Gap, then, huh? My favorite part yeah. of this quote is this horrible analogy. Of stick their thumb in the eye of the establishment. Oh. Like, why did it have to be that graphic, you know? I don't like anything What happened in my to eyes? stick it to the man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do they have to go with an you eye gouge? Man. And on that day, there uh, uh, a lot of people are capitalizing on, on that day, huh? Yeah, what, a, lot of, a lot of savvy marketers. Yep. Well, thankfully, it's a Tuesday, which is normally the day that products release. So there's a couple of books coming out and a movie. Well, I guess movies don't normally open on a Tuesday. But yeah. The Omen will. Right. Yeah. The new installment of the Left Behind series, I believe, comes out that day. And our very own Jason Boyette's Pocket Guide to the Bible comes out that day. Six, six, six. We're throwing a release fiesta for his <laughs> summer release party. On the Devil's Day. <laughs> as it says in Revelations. <laughs> as, as we know, Revelation will be on Cinco de Mayo, the, the return. One month and one day I've after cracked, Cinco de Mayo. I've cracked the code, and I hate to tell you that the end of the world is Cinco de Mayo. What so you? people wouldn't be listening to this podcast? It should have been 050505. Mm-hmm. That should have been the end of the world. That's, yeah, Because of daylight savings. That Did you do off, anything right? special for your 05 birthday? No, you know what? I didn't do anything for my birthday um, last year. It's really sad. My little nephew had to go in the hospital with an inner ear problem. So my Buca de Beppo dinner was canceled. But that's okay. What, how, was he okay? Yes, he's that's doing good. well. That's what's important. Yes. Your birthday is not. <laughs> <laughs> things, other things like people's health are important. Kara. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for being so selfish. <laughs> uh, so the uh, <laughs> Hollywood's major film studios claim to have lost $6.1 billion in revenues last year. Come on. Due to illegal videos, DVDs, oh. uh, internet downloads, etc. Which this, uh, th- their number of $6.1 billion is 75% higher than their previous estimates. I think we lost $4.7 billion on the same thing. I'm just going to throw an arbitrary number like they did. Okay, sure. Yeah. And I'm going to shoot a press um, release. Do you really think that, yeah, that's just completely arbitrary? Like, of course it is. There's no way they would know that. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Right. They're estimating and they're estimating high to make news and make it into a big mm-hmm. deal. Because like all these teenagers that are downloading Armageddon, you know, they're not going out and buying the DVD. It's like people will download movies and watch them. But like if it's free, yeah, I'll watch it. If I have to buy right. it, it's not like they're it's missing not like, oh, okay. sales. Yeah, yeah. 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 They would, like there yeah. would have been no sale Yeah, anyway. a lot of these right. kids, a lot of these college kids are watching these crappy movies because they can download them for free, but it's not like they're going to go buy the DVD, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm thinking that everyone that watched uh, Bring It On 2 uh, lost approximately $8. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> 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 see, I was feeling like there was some joke there, but... Uh, 
I didn't pull it off quite as well as yeah, I'd hoped. The delivery was a little weird yeah. on that one. Yeah. Man, that's the third week in a row you've had delivery issues where other people in the podcast brought up. I, I was told that I'm almost as funny as Jesse. That's that a was, stretch. That was my favorite. I, I got an email this week uh, that was, you know, this guy being really, uh, being really nice. He was like, hey, man, I, you know, feel like you're, you're a pretty funny guy. You sound like you got some good stuff to say. No. You're almost as funny as Jesse. Which I loved, but then he also said, and he pointed out, and you know what? You know what, Cameron? He's right about this. He said, <laughs> he said that some somebody said that Cameron keeps uh, all. He said always talks over you. He's not probably now. true. Yeah. See now, he, now Cameron's quiet. not going to say anything for the rest of the uh, of the podcast. Hey, got any got any slices, Cameron? <laughs> Let's y'all do anything? this one on your own. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how you keep it moving uh, forward. Um. So I think the, that once American Idol is over, Jess or Tyler should go back to uh, singing and playing the keyboard. Oh gosh! On on the podcast, and um, Cameron, myself, and Jesse will be the judges. Oh yeah! I'll be Paula. Jesse will be Randy. We got a hot one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you you look fabulous, Tyler. You just you look really nice. Any other slices, Jesse? Um, Cameron, I've got one. Uh, Walmart is going to start selling build-your-own-computers. Out of Legos? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's like the uh, shoes made out of uh, a computer keyboard that was up on slices on the, the website the other day. But uh, can, can I say that that sounds like the most unfun product ever? Like I've bought, <laughs> I've bought like furniture, like a pretty simple small entertainment center from Walmart, and you oh, look at the yeah. box and you're like, this is going to be easy to put together. And at the end of it, I want to I want to <laughs> get what I have assembled and all the extra pieces that I don't know where they're supposed to go. Take it out in the yard, smash it, and right. burn it. Right. You know, like it's the most frustrating thing I've ever done. So, can you imagine buying a computer from Walmart? Like most people have a hard time setting up email. Like, who wants to put together their whole computer? Like I said, if I can't put together a bookshelf, there's no <laughs> way I'm buying a computer and trying to do it. All right. <laughs> And that's it for slices. Next up, feedback. Why'd you have to be so cute? It's impossible to ignore you. Who must you make me love so much? It's bad enough we get along so well. Say Alright, I'm back. You're listening to Image and Heap. The song is Goodnight and Go. Wow. <laughs> that's harsh. Yeah. Good night and go. She's not messing around. She tells around. it like it is. Yeah. She's a tough little cookie. She's like those parking lot developers. Yep. <laughs> She's got a job to do. It's currently playing right now on Relevant TV. We are skipping our third segment that we usually do a um, interview or discussion or performance because um, we want to build anticipation for all the good ones that are about to happen. We, uh, Cornerstone Florida is in Orlando next week, and we have like 8,000 bands coming to perform in our studios. So we get, we're going to have a year's worth of uh, music ready for you. It's going to be the longest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, we're not going to spread it out. We're putting it in one podcast. And we're actually making all of them play together. Um, it's like it's like on the Grammys where they uh, yeah. they, they have that big like finale. Right. With, they all walk out together. And, yeah. It's a big montage. They all it's sing a low light of piece of chance and yeah. It's the low light of the Grammys. We should record a um, a benefit song while they're yeah here. yes our benefit for Blazers for community <laughs> school students yeah community college homeschool man sure that's a, love that. you're bringing that back that yeah was, taking that was, it back that was like a eight or nine month ago reference that's retro. Yep. 
hey, the cause is still real. Right. Hey, still, we, as long as there's a need. We haven't forgotten. We haven't <laughs> forgotten. I would say just go back to a podcast in like October to figure out what the heck they're talking about, but it's not worth it. So <laughs> you, You'll just be disappointed when you get there. <laughs> you really will. So just let's all move on. All right. The editorial question of the week last week was, what would you never buy? Or what would you never smear on a wall? <laughs> or what would you never eat? Did you notice a person who wrote in that typed out S-H-M-E-A-R? Yeah, that was good stuff. They should win the contest. They did not. So if that was you, you can just tune off now. Tune out now. You lost. You lost. Loser. The best, not the best, just our favorite, the one that we arbitrarily picked, response is going to get a free relevant t-shirt. And we're saving them for last. Of course. First up, the non-winner, Joshua Mishler. His subject line of the email was editorial question of the weed. <laughs> I don't know I, why. I wonder if that was a typo. He forfeited his uh, yeah. his chances right there. Yeah. He anyway. Uh, Josh says I would never pay for the relevant podcast. As Cameron is fond of reminding us, we get what we pay for, and no. I'm gonna leave it that way. Love you guys, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. Thanks, Josh. Guess who didn't win a T-shirt? <laughs> you. Tom Worstel said I would never buy a Joel Osteen book. Because his teeth are too white, it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, for some reason, I just because we're talking about Tom Cruise and he has very white teeth as well. Do you see any kind of resemblance in that smile? Like if like Tom Cruise as Joel Osteen. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise plays Joel. Osteen. Like if they if they adopted uh, uh, your best life ever into uh, into a movie. You know, we were asking people for the most creative answers, right? And Matthew Smith decided to write in and said, "I would never buy a new car." Because buying a slightly used car is so much cheaper and it will help me out of debt. And then he put in there, shirt size large. <laughs> like, just in case it's a very Just in case that was the most creative answer we received. It was a very intelligent answer, but I don't know that I'd say the most creative. But, we but, were talking about poop. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and mayonnaise. Co- I, yeah. Oh, a, a, a new car. Like, oh, we have to go and give a real answer, one that actually <laughs> makes sense. Thanks. <laughs> Well, you know, in, in the same line, uh, Amy Scretto says she would never buy a minivan. So apparently yeah. that's that's on yeah. a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Well, I answered Hummer, so. Oh, yep. that's, that's where they're getting it from. Sorry. Yeah. You know, Matthew Smith would never buy a new Hummer, but he'd buy a used one. <laughs> oh, good point. For, just a, good for point. so much less. You know? <laughs> It'd help him out of debt. Um, Adam Han, who stopped by the office last week, actually, he said that he would never buy a bowling alley. Didn't give any explanation, just said he'd never buy a bowling alley. <laughs> Is that the guy who looks like Kevin Nealon? Yes. Yes. I would buy one. That would be fun to buy if, if I had, a, If it was at the right price, you'd bet I'd buy a bowling alley. Heck yeah. Like, like Ed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. That's what I'd I was thinking. I'd move the relevant offices to a freaking bowling alley in a heartbeat. And would you would you change the whole business plan so that we no longer do media? We just do bowling? No, we do bowling <laughs> and media. Bowling and media. Our, our conference table would be the tables over there by the lanes. God life, progressive bowling. <laughs> Oh, yeah. did you? Speaking of which, did you? See, you've heard of the Wittenberg Door, right? Yeah, it's that old spoof Christian culture magazine. It's been around since like the seventies. Anyway, we've arrived. We've been spoofed by the Wittenberg Door. Yes, they have a mock-up um, cover and everything. Really? Something about relevant models go on strike, like they're fat and they're proud or something. I don't. I don't understand the the story. I like. I didn't see the story. It's just on their website. Yeah, but the tagline was "God Life and Progressive Skin Care." No, it was "God Life Progressive Culture." And um, in some skincare, yeah. yeah, yeah, like clean. Skin. And it was like a, 
redneck guy with fake teeth on the front. I didn't yeah. understand that. Or, yeah, what are they trying to say? I don't get it. Maybe this uh, the relevant covers are always pretty people or something, and they mm. put a redneck. Yeah, big people tooth. like Moby. Yeah, <laughs> he's a handsome. He's a real hunk of beef, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> of I don't think he eats beef. What? You've never used that expression? <laughs> no. I use Guys, it daily. Hey, we need to pave over this uh, <laughs> go <over> the trail. <laughs> Keek said, what is something that he would never buy? Tyler's solo album or GM stock? So You're your, dead to me. What is something I would never smear on a wall? <laughs> Pudding. <laughs> Why? I, I don't really I, I'm, I'm guessing there's some kind of backstory to this Listen, but. if I had two two choices Between, you know, I had to smear something on the wall And it was like pudding or something that was vile I would smear pudding on a the wall There yeah. would be circumstances where I would <laughs> smear pudding on a wall Like if a gun was to my head You have to smear one of these two things on a wall Even I, even if even if I didn't have a gun to my head Someone gave me pudding And I was at, it wasn't my wall, it was their wall Like at their house And be like <laughs> Hey, why don't you go smear this on the wall? I'd be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's your wall. <laughs> so that's a circumstance. I'm I'm still mad about the solo album crack. <laughs> My husband ate pudding with his fingers the other day at work. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we have like little snack pack pudding. He works for at our the mental institution. And he forgot he forgot his spoon, so he ate it with his finger. <laughs> I think I would just not eat. Do you it. pack his lunch for him? <laughs> no, he actually packs his own. Maybe so you shouldn't should. blame anybody <laughs> but himself. Right. <laughs> See, at that point, I just pour it directly into my mouth. <laughs> I think I squeeze would, it. Yeah. At that point, I would just smear it on the wall. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I've got nothing else to do and with then it. Lick it off. <laughs> yeah, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll smear it on the wall. But anyway, Keek said that she would, she would never do that because the school would, will refuse to let your class graduate until you. What? Yeah, until you. All clean the wall and the surrounding rooms and whatever else they deem needs improvement. <laughs> A.E. the gym windows. Well, Keith, what happened they, here? They actually did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a joke. You weren't really supposed to smear pudding on the wall. <laughs> so Aaron Ostberg wrote in and and said, uh, "One thing I, I would never buy is an iPod because I don't want an MP3 player that has to be dependent on a particular computer." I felt obligated to write her back because she's misinformed. So I wrote her back and yeah. said, "You know, um, iPods work with both PC and Mac." And she goes, oh, yeah, well, I would just want an MP3 player that didn't have to be dependent on iTunes because if you delete your songs from your iTunes and you refresh your iPod, those songs get deleted from your iPod. And I wrote her back and felt obligated to correct her again and say that actually that's that's not true at all. You can manually... Sync things, you know. That's what I do, actually. Well, while, while we're on the on the subject of correction, can I, can I say one thing? I put up a slice this week about the spelling bee. And it's the first time the spelling bee's on national on like a network channel. Anyway, a guy wrote me back, a real real informed guy, and says, "Hey, maybe if you read the story that you linked to, you know that the spelling bee is going to be on ESPN, which is a cable channel." Then he went on to say some other things that weren't very nice. <laughs> but it is, in fact, the headline of the story, Spelling Bee on ABC, first time ever. <laughs> so, well, he, he did. You he should write him once, back. Jesse's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to savor this and just rub it in, even though he sent me an apology email. So, um, so then Aaron wrote me back again and uh, after I informed her that she can manually sync. And she goes, oh. Um, thanks for the correct information. I'll, I'll just wait for them to make fun of me on the podcast. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> wait, no. <laughs> the wait is over. I was writing her back, but she didn't know it was from me. It was from the feedback account. So oh, she, she was waiting funny. for them, quote unquote, them, them to make fun of her. So we are now them, and we are making fun of Aaron Ostberg. Courtney Easton wrote in and said, I would never buy a gun or blowtorch that flavored food. I don't want things to taste like hickory. Well, she is a fool. <laughs> <laughs> don't you want it to taste like hickory? See, that doesn't work as well when you try to make it a little longer. Brian Wilmert wrote in and said, uh, I would never, ever buy time with Ed Young or any pastor at a conference. You can pay extra money to hang with Ed Young or your wife can go shopping with his wife. What? What? Yes. That's, that's, that's borderline shady. Yeah. Wow. How much does he charge? I don't know. I, I haven't been to that conference. Wow. And d- is it like a mentor hour or is it yes, just like... Yes, your wife just... is going to be mentored at the mall by <laughs> well, his I mean, wife. What are you just like... Mentored in shoe wear. <laughs> I mean, are you just like... Fashion. Chilling with him, with Ed, like backstage? Or is it like... Again, having not been to this alleged conference... Do if you know. know, write me an email. <laughs> That's and, weird. And my time is for we sale. We like Ed well. Young. He wrote for us recently. We like him. That's just weird, though. Yeah, my, my time is for sale. <laughs> so if if you want to hang out with Jesse, <laughs> what's your uh, rate? Food. If, if you you know you can take me out to lunch for the first one. <laughs> All right. Worth every penny. All right. Ryan Geekus wrote in and said he would never buy butt paste. But what, and that's, I wouldn't normally have read that one. Yeah. But then his signature says, Ryan Geekus, Harvest Church, worship pastor. When Karen <laughs> Harvest in, Church, what are you thinking? Harvest Church, you might want to be aware that Ryan Geekus wrote in to a national podcast and said, butt paste. I, I didn't think butt paste was a real thing, but I, I actually saw that email earlier and. Uh, someone on staff, Nick, who who has a young child, says butt paste is for real. No, I don't want to go down a gross road with this, <laughs> but I'm kind of unfamiliar with butt paste. To, um, f- for what purposes would you use that? To what do you need to paste on your <laughs> on your butt? From what I understand, from what I understand, which I could be wrong, it. it <laughs> I don't think it's to paste things. I think I think I think it's, See, that's how it sounds. I think it's which is for the, the paste. Part. I think but, it's for diapers when they get paste on your butt. Oh, you <laughs> that's a horse of a different color. Wait, yeah. well then why would this guy never buy it if your young child needs it? That's what Nick said. Cruel, this guy is horrible. Man. This worship leader is a horrible man. That's what Nick Denying said. Denying <laughs> the children of the world their need for butt paste. Nick said that he recommended it because at the daycare that he brings his kid to, they're using a different brand. He said, no, butt paste is the best. <laughs> it's actually what they call their product is butt paste. <laughs> um, wow. Kind of along the same lines, Jamie Wilson wrote in and said, uh, no joke, I... You know, Cameron wouldn't buy this, but maybe someone would. I, I passed my local Walgreens on Tuesday and their giant marquee where they advertise sales that said chicken poop three ninety nine. <laughs> chicken poop three ninety nine. When I was in college we used to go by the local Walgreens and we so saw did them, I. We, <laughs> we saw him change the sign one time and there's a button like in the bushes at the bottom of the sign. And the guy just pressed the button and the sign would come down so we could change the letters. Oh no. And so we would go back in the middle of the night and <laughs> You know when they put the the new sales up, it was it was time for hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing more glorious. It wasn't under lock and key. No, it was just a button. There was nothing more glorious than like you rearranging it to say something about use your imagination and just seeing it rise from the ground. Like, well, Jesse looks like we have plans tonight, huh? <laughs> so yeah, let's get a Walgreens. 
And finally, Ryan Smith wrote in and said, I would not buy, eat, or smear on the wall a poop-covered stick-it ticket that has been run, run over by a Hummer with mushrooms going on it. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winner. I think we have a winner right there. Yep. Yep. It's called Coming Full Circle. Yep. Good job, Ryan Smith. It's very creative. <laughs> He's a size small. And he put a PS. I'm not a subscriber, i.e. a moocher. So he's a moocher. But he is, cur- uh, because he's currently low on funds, but he will be subscribing shortly. And uh, he may also be looking into an internship. <laughs> wow. Good luck, Ryan. Good luck <laughs> with that one, buddy. <laughs> At least we know you're creative. <laughs> yeah. He, that's uh, a bonus um, let, me, let me count the typos in this email and uh, <laughs> send, send you back my notes. <laughs> I think I know like 20 people named Ryan Smith. I think it's the most common name ever. <laughs> So basically, um, if this, we, could, this could be anybody. Yeah, this <laughs> could, did, this, did he any- leave an address? No, well, we have his email address. Oh, okay. Obviously, because he emailed us. Yeah. So there you go. That's our winner for this week. Our our only ever winner for a t-shirt. For a t-shirt. What t-shirt should we send them? Yeah. What are, What are those old white ones that we have sitting in the? Oh yeah, the free ones. <laughs> yep. free. Those ones we give to kids for helping us move stuff, like at the festivals. <laughs> yep, that's what we're giving them. Congrats, Ryan! And uh, there you go. So thanks to everybody who wrote in. That was fun. All right. So with this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Well, as we mentioned, we are lining up some really exciting podcast guests, but we want to hear from you. We're lining them up in single file <laughs> for the benefit song. <laughs> we uh, are relevant. We That's are <laughs> the relevant. <laughs> we are postmodern. There's actually there's is that the one, Michael McDonald verse? <laughs> there, there's one that, rap verse. That was my too. Springsteen version. <laughs> so tell us who do you want to see on the rel or hear from on the relevant podcast? Email us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com. And can we can we put some parameters on it? Because we're not gonna be able to get Bill Clinton, you know, and we're not gonna get Sammy Sosa and we're not I mean <laughs> or dead people. Yeah, and we can't talk to the dead. Put it within, it, within reason reality. Folks. Yeah. Yeah. The most realistic answer <laughs> when the most attain the most attainable answer. The most attainable good one. Because anybody like, could just put an attainable answer, you know? Yeah, I would like you to uh, interview Kyle Chowning, the marketing <laughs> director at, at Relevant Media Group. <laughs> Winner! Signed Christy Chowning. <laughs> yeah, so so you're saying reasonable and yeah. good? Yeah, and they, they can't I'm not gonna a- give out a t shirt every week. The reward is that they get to hear that interview. Okay, that's good. And, and we'll, re- we'll read their email and they can become famous for a second. And then when we start... Actually, actually, I don't want to... I don't only want to hear who they want. I'm, I'm putting it a part two on the editorial mm-hmm. question of the week. I want you to send me questions for that person. Ooh. I want to I know what you would ask that person if you had the opportunity to ask it. Because we will ask those questions. That's very good. I like that. Unless they're dumb. Unless they're just dumb. Well, then we'll just say that... You know this person. Can, say, hey, this can, isn't me. Can, this isn't. We, this is this guy. Can we do he a bonus question of the week here? I know this is unprecedented. So part one, part two, and a bonus. Yeah. Can they send? Because we already announced who's we're gonna have next week. Rob Bell. Can they send questions for Rob? And we pick a couple. Did we? Are we officially doing Rob Bell next week? As far as far as I know, <laughs> his publicist was that, very. That means maybe. <laughs> well, regardless if it's next week or the week after, we're talking to Rob. So. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have. We're Rob. talking to Rob. I don't care what if, you if say. If I have to go up there up and pave a parking lot of gophers <laughs> next to his church to get attention. And get him in line. <laughs> so send your questions to Rob for Rob Bell. 
To Rob? <laughs> to, just send Rob though. <laughs> He'll write you back. He might, he might just, answer. Just I cut out know. the middleman. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Why listen to us? Just ask him yourself. Wanna make your own podcast. Get him on there. And then, yeah. yeah we'll so, patch it in. Okay, so, so question of the week is, who do you want to interview? Part two of the question is, what questions would you ask that person? And bonus question of the week is, what would you like us to talk to Rob Bell about? You might want to write these down. I can... I, 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 I can add one to that. (laughs) Whoever wins gets to ask Rob the question on the podcast. What? How how would we do that? This this is defying all space and time at this point. We only have one line (laughs) in the studio. Well, they won't get to directly talk to Rob. It'll have to be separate. Oh, like we can get them to call in and ask the question. (laughs) Record that. I will do your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is Frank from... Frank! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rob, got a quick question for you. (laughs) Thanks, gotta go. (laughs) That'll do it for the editorial question of the week and your feedback. Up next, the relevant update. She says, wake up. It's no use pretending I'll keep stealing, breathing her Birds are leaving over autumn's ending One of us will die inside these arms You're listening to Iron and Wine. The song is Naked As We Came. Interesting song title. I think it's talking about innocence. Mm-hmm. I concur. I, I think it's very profound. I think it's good. I think he's just being dirty. So anyway, that's Iron and Wine, currently playing on Relevant.TV. By the way, since the podcast has been on, Narles Barkley has shot to number one on Relevant TV. Wow. Image and Heap shot to number three, and Iron and Wine shot to number four. <laughs> Sanctus Real still holding strong at number two. I don't they've, think been, they've been killing lately. Did you see that a press release went yeah. out about mm-hmm. Sanctus Real hitting number one on the Relevant TV most requested? If you guys haven't voted for your most requested, head over to um, relevant.tv and you can vote for any of the uh, videos that we have in our playlist. Oh, Arctic Monkey shot to number six. Switchfoot is holding strong at number five. Demon Hunter won't go away, number seven. India Ari. Their time has about come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've been, they've had the full rotation. India Ari, number eight. Mates of State, number nine. That's wow. interesting. And C.O. Rose, uh, the new one, Sagalkulper, <laughs> <laughs> rounding out number 10. Interesting. Maybe I should do this week in the relevant TV top 10 every week. I can go to the website and check it out. Speaking of new segments, we're thinking of adding a new one. This will be the pilot project, so you guys can tell us whether we should continue it or not. But we're thinking about adding a segment called Storytime with Jesse. Um, Jesse is known around the office as regaling us with tall tales. And um, we thought... And you know, kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of Dave Chappelle when he would have uh, Charlie Murphy tell stories yep. that, that are true. That's a lot like what Jesse's doing, except he's a lot wider. And mine do not involve celebrities or gallivanting around Hollywood with a famous brother. But other than that, <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty much the same. Anyway, so this is me, the pilot project. We we aren't going to commit to making a jingle until we know if it's going to live on or not. <laughs> so uh, so Kara, go ahead and sing us a story time with Jesse jingle. It's story time with Uncle Jesse. That's really good. So, be brutally honest, but this is one of my favorite tales. It happened to me when I was at college. 
I worked on a, on on the campus events crew, and, and basically all we did was move tables from one end of campus to the other. Um, table wranglers, they called us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard this story. Yeah. Well, one day we are we are carrying a bunch of tables. There's some sort of alumni event going on, and and we go to these loading docks that are behind one of the big building on campuses. And we have like a big uh, kind of wheeling cart that we have, mm-hmm. you know, 20 or 30 tables on. And there's about six guys and we're all together. And we're trying to get through this door. But at the same time, this box truck backs in. Um, the box truck door opens and there are massive commercial size copy machines back there. And the copy machine, these things are about the size of, of a pretty big washer, I'd say, washing machine. And a little, and a man gets out of the truck, and he's wearing a full suit. He's shorter, and I can, I can already look at him and tell him I don't like him. He he looks very highly strung. So he gets out, and he Wait, walks. He's a delivery man, and he's wearing a suit. No, he's actually. I think he works for the copy company. But for some reason, he decided that he was going to move a 500-pound copy machine by himself. They they had little wheels, <laughs> and the truck. You know, it's a box truck. It's about three and a half feet off the ground. So he wheels the thing to the back end of the truck. And it has this lift gate that uh, lowers to the ground. And so we're all just standing and kind of just observing. And we're, we're within arm's length of the truck, but we're just kind of dumbfounded that he's going to attempt this by himself. So he, he puts it on the lift gate, and he hits the button, and it goes down just about an inch, just enough to, to get the coffee machine rolling. Panic takes over his face. I mean, sheer, sheer white as a ghost. He he's grabbing with every part of it. Like he keeps grabbing like different angles, trying to regrip. Like how am I going to hold this thing? You know, he starts making those sound of someone in like a mortal struggle. Like mortal struggle. And so one of the guys, one of the guys tried to be a hero, and he 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 walked over and he and he put his arms up like he's going to stop a five hundred round machine. But that didn't last. He jumped out of the way because who's going to give their life for a copy machine? But the guy in the truck had a different mindset. He he grabbed it with all his weight and tried to push it back into the truck by the wow. same time diving out of the truck. <laughs> and he didn't even come close to landing on his feet. Like, knees hit first, and then he barrel rolled on the wet concrete. Oh, and he rolls back. Yeah, he rolls back over just in time. It was like slow motion. I decided that if there's any large appliance that I ever see, want to want to see drop from a high distance, it's a coffee machine. There are lots of parts. There's panes of glass in there. When it hit, you were glass shattering. Buttons shot off like bullets. I mean, it was it was perfect. Like anything that it was so it was so much better than seeing a TV or something. Because a coffee machine, like I said, has more tiny parts than any other invention man has so ever violent. done. Yeah, and so. He he looked up and he's like, oh, and then he like he like does like you know like the crab walk where you're walking and like on all fours backwards. His eyes never left like the, the broken copy machine. And he goes and sits on the curb, puts his head down, and just sits there. He wait he waits about five minutes. It's incredibly awkward. Um, I went to Christian school, so at this point, like a, a small crowd had gathered. And women were praying. <laughs> I promise. He gets on the phone. He's like, they were praying. He gets on the phone, calling the copy manufacturer. He's like, we lost one. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the big ones. And the guy looked like he was gonna cry. But it, to this day, it remains one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. See, wow. it doesn't matter how many times you tell me that story. I just feel bad. Like I just feel. You shouldn't bad. because it was hilarious. <laughs>
what I don't get is that you started the story with we were within arm's length. Yes. Yeah. And you didn't do anything. Nice guy, I, I did, Jesse. No, listen, I did didn't say. Did you see one the guy. finale of Seinfeld? <laughs> I, did, I did say say one person reached out to help, but there's this point, there's nothing you could do. But there were like a lot. When you of heard you the guy struggle, or you saw the guy struggling, and you heard Ooh, and he's an immortal struggling, your arm's length away. I, you could have put an arm out. Guys, and I, I, six guys could have turned that whole story right around. I've I've relived the we moment. Could've, we could have been talking about how you guys led him to the Lord that day. <laughs> I've relived the moment many times in my mind, and I equated to like a deer in the headlights like oh you know like it's coming it's coming it's coming bam you know I like can't believe I can't small move. group gathered and started praying I like, were I, they hoping for a resurrection of the copier I, machine yeah. all the billions of parts miraculously come yeah. back together but you know yeah exactly it was it was just a that incredibly a odd story. yeah it was incredible <laughs> yeah the greatest yeah it was a miracle out in the parking lot there so i hope you guys like the story if not, let Vote me know. at editorial at relevantmagazine.com. <laughs> Get sick of it. If, if the story sucks, just email me and tell me. We should do a choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah. People yeah. can like yeah, pause the podcast and select which way the story should go. Oh, yeah, you know there's what? a really boring ending where we actually help the guy and it ends with us helping him. And him coming to the Lord. <laughs> we should have him tell like half of a story one week and we'll say, how do you think the story ended? <laughs> I think it went pretty good. We'll see. We'll see what the people... The question, I want to give the people what they want. The question you know? is, could you keep it up? Yeah. Oh, just give me a little time to formulate a really good one, you know? Like it, me, I only have one good story. I told it last week. The blah, blah, blah one. In relevant news, we are um, painting. <laughs> Since we're apparently going to be stuck here for a little while longer, we decided to spruce up the space. We're finishing the relevant TV set and uh, buying a bunch of equipment and junk, so... Like we mentioned, uh, Cornerstone Florida starts next week, and that kind of kicks off the summer festival season. We are heading out on the road this summer. Last year, Jesse headed it up, and this year we have a new guy. That's right. We have a good buddy of mine, Dave Ranzino. Was he part of that that, uh, copier mishap? No, he wasn't, actually. Oh, he's, right. a, he's a good man. <laughs> he was one, he he was one of the guys in. praying. He's now morally <laughs> bankrupt. Uh, are we going to have like a website of where we're going and everything? I think um, we are. We're talking about doing a blog, mm. um, something that from Dave was going to update from the road. And also, we're still looking for applicants if you would like to join Dave out on the road. Yeah. Two interns who can commit, what, six weeks? Six weeks. You'll be out, and you'll go to all the big festivals. It's a good time. Me I'm guessing and it would have to be another guy. Yeah. Yes. Actually, we want guys, not because we're sexist, but because I'm cheap and don't want to buy two hotel rooms. Yeah. I'd like everybody to stay in one. And it's a good time. Me and the me and the fellows had a, had a blast last year. You get to meet all kinds of interesting people <laughs> and work hard for relevant. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested, uh, who should who should they email? They should email me. Oh, okay. Jesse at relevantmediagroup.com. How do you spell Jesse? J-E-S-S-E. Well, not E-Y? No, that's the girl's way. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Nobody spells it that way. It's I-E is the girl's way. Any way other than my way is the girl's way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the Summer Festival, it'll, it'll primarily be, what, June, July, August, right? Yeah. Not even all... I, there's a break in the middle so yeah. you can fly home. Yeah. See your girlfriend. Break, yes. And then uh, there's a second leg. Um, so, yeah. If you're interested in going on the road, hit us up and we will take you up on it. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Relevant Podcast. I think the abbreviated part didn't really turn out, but we did have a lot less substance than usual, so that's good. <laughs> a lot of fluff. <laughs> a lot of fluff. This is the last fluffy one for a while. We got all these big interviews coming out, live performances and stuff. It's going to be good times. 
new it's season. Dope. It will be dope. Excuse me. Without the influence of. Guys, I'm going to have to pay a parking lot over this to go for trail. <laughs> Prairie Dog Trail. Prairie Dog Trail, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's edition. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Buenos dias. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Relevant anytime, anywhere. We are the relevant. We are postmodern.